Well, <laughs> we've made it Tuesday. The end of the Phoenix Film Festival 2018. And it's been a great time. The volunteers and staff, they've been amazing. I'm glad we were able to return this year. Well, before we start, I'm your steadfast co-host, Tuesday Marl. And I am your other host, Kaylee Monahan. Grab that drink. We're whiskey and popcorn. So for our final film review of the festival, we took a chance on a film called Palacios, and we actually have a clip from the trailer. I've been up here five months by myself. All of our stuff, which is mostly his stuff, and our dog, which is his dog. I don't know what I'm going to do. had a, a little bit of a situation. I found a kid up here. I don't think there's anybody that can help him out. Can I leave him? I'm in trouble. Or... No one is in trouble. Why don't you just relax? I mean, I could just go. I... No need to go anywhere. So our film actually starts out with an alcoholic widowed woman who you heard there. Her name is Holly. And she discovers a inner city teen. Uh, his name is Eugene. And he's sleeping on her roof. And should be quick to point out here that she actually lives on the roof of this building. So it's like a little studio home up there. It's not a surprise that she's up on the roof. That's like her front yard. But they end up becoming friends in a way. They have this connection and they really do create this unlikely bond while celebrating the 4th of July together. And we follow their journey as they kind of learn about each other. They kind of overcome some initial hesitations, fears, and it's very much a serendipitous meeting. I shouldn't mention there is a third character in this film. It's a little Boston Terrier who goes by the name of Hulk. And uh, he does feature in the film quite a bit, even though he doesn't necessarily move the plot forward per se. But Holly and Eugene, they're two people who would never cross paths. And then they end up sharing a little over 24 hours together. I found this film very interesting and not what I expected. But Tuesday, I want to hear from you and what your initial thoughts were. Ultimately, I agree. It's an interesting concept. You're trying to learn what Holly's intentions are and what Eugene is ultimately running from. They're truly realistic characters, and I think the cinematography and the acting really create that. The cinematography is black and white. The filming uses a lot of zoomed-in straight shots that make it feel very real. Uh, Very intimate, I would say, too. Very intimate, yeah. Uh, At first, it's hard to understand why Holly is so welcoming to this stranger who ends up on her roof, and... Maybe she just wants her AC fixed, which is her initial excuse for making him breakfast. Or she genuinely could use the company. It doesn't look like she's had a lot of people over. But it's hard to deny the racial undertones that this film has, especially with our current day and age and and what we're dealing with right now in the news. Police are very prevalent, and Eugene is a young black man who's clearly hiding so it's obvious what Robert Herrera is trying to get at. And, and just a quick mention, he's the director right. um, of the film. 
I did want the pace to be a little faster, but when I really retrospectively looked at it, I think it would have made the film less authentic if it if it was paced quicker. And it's actually not a, a long film whatsoever. It's 70 plus minutes or so. It does kind of take its time. So I can agree with you on that Tuesday. It it's feels long, but it's really not. But it's, it's it was very artistic. And like you mentioned, it's all in black and white, which that's what struck me immediately. I thought we were going to be seeing some very art house type film. I, I didn't really know what we were walking into. Um, and I like I had watched the trailer, but I didn't really get what we were going to be seeing from the trailer initially. I just found that juxtaposition between the black and the white just really filled with meaning. At least I was getting a lot of meaning out of it for me. So we'll go from like these really dark, contrasted night scenes and then go to a day scene. And just that quick change of the lighting, it makes your eyes jump. It was kind of painful. So like you're squinting into the screen until you like readjust then there's this whole idea that you could play with the world is not black and white. It's gray. There's no real cut and dry answers. And you could really look at that with the relationship between Holly and Eugene as they learn to like befriend each other and are slowly teasing out each other's stories. There's prejudices at the beginning. Holly tries, I think, to you know not fall into those prejudices. She doesn't want to necessarily think, oh, this kid is up to something. She's like, it's fine. It's okay. You can stay here, have breakfast, you know, and all this stuff. But you can tell she's nervous nonetheless. And then Eugene, he doesn't know what she's up to either. And that whole gray area. But then ultimately the film does kind of boil down into this stark black and white question because we do end up finding out that Eugene shot somebody. And so here's a line drawn in the sand for Holly. Does she be the upstanding citizen and call the police on him, even though she got to know him and learned about his aspirations and his dreams and goals? Like, this is a motivated kid. He's going to college. He's also fathering a child. So, you know, he's very determined to make it in the world. Uh, We never do find out why he shot this other person. It It was never quite made clear in the film, but it just kind of tore me apart at the end, that grief. All this time spent in the the gray zone boiled down to something very black and white. And it just very much hit home, I felt like, in a lot of ways. And you're right. I didn't really think about it. I just kind of marked it off as a black and white film. But it very much is gray. And that's more of an interesting aspect than for it to be considered a black and white film. Yeah, at least I don't know if that's what the director was going for in the film, but that's what I took away from it. Because black and white movies are not really done anymore, unless it's being done artistically or purposefully. Right, or it's it's a grayscale or it's black and white, and they put emphasis on one thing that is actually of color, whether it's, you know, a, a red rose or something, and everything else is supposed to be that gray tint. Mm-hmm. So it's done very artistically, but... And maybe that's what he was getting at is we were we were breaking down those white, black, you know, right, wrong concepts. Yeah. I mean, even the dog was black and white. He's a Boston Terrier. Um, And I don't know if that was intentional, too, or if that's just the dog that they happened to get. I did find out that it's the director's dog. Aw. Yeah. Was he really named Hulk? No, I can't remember what it was, but it is the director's dog because he was working on absolutely zero funds. 
not only did he direct us, I think he also wrote, produced, like he was everything. He wore all the hats for this film. Absolutely. And on very little to no budget. Yeah. So I, I did like that there was only really one scene location. We do see beyond the roof several times when they are looking out, whether it's fireworks or, you know, Eugene is going down to buy some fireworks for them and sparklers. But for the most part, the scene is on this roof. And I do like what the director does in not making it feel like we're only in one spot. They very much move around a lot within the story. So you don't really realize that the budget may have been a reason why we were only on the roof. And it looks it looks planned. Well, you know, it's one of these films, and it reminded me of the film we saw at Sundance, The Guilty, which was also at Phoenix Film Festival and fantastic. But that was also like a one-room shot. Yep. And yet you don't need fantastic locations to tell a great story. And Palacios proves that yet again. So this film really does play with the idea of race, the idea of stereotypes, and the idea of like, what would you do if you were confronted in this situation? I walked away feeling like this was a very, was a very fascinating film, and I'm glad we saw it. Absolutely. And, you know, it, I can't go without saying shout out to the dog Hulk. Sometimes just in being a typical dog and doing dog things, he kind of left this comedic aspect to the movie where it was like, oh, what's Hulk doing? Oh, okay. You know, and it kind of set the tone for what was happening ahead or what was not happening for that matter. Yeah, he was like a little reset button too. Well, that is it for this episode. And that wraps up our Phoenix Film Festival coverage for this year. Fantastic year again. Thanks to everyone there at the festival again. And special shout out to the director, Jason Carney, for allowing us to come back and cover it again. It was our pleasure. Looking forward to next year. Thank you so much, guys.